Welcome back to Bridgerton Bitches. Today we are talking about chapter 15 of The Viscount Who Loved Me and it is juicy. We were not expecting this level of juiciness, basically. Uh, So enjoy the chapter. A big thank you to all of those of you who, wow, I really need to sort my life out with these introductions. I miss Chris doing these intros so much, it's not even funny. You know, this is actually the fourth time now, so I'm just going to carry on because I'm at that point now where I just can't, I can't even. Can't even remember really what I was going to say, but basically thank you for all your support uh, and for listening to us. We love it when you share, like and leave a review. And I'm just going to stop here and let you enjoy the show. Thank you. Okay, so uh, in our last episode, we had chapter 14. And should we just do a little quick uh, overview of what happened and where we left off? So um, Kate and Anthony um, have been discovered in their compromising scene after the bee sting. And they've been discovered and they Anthony takes Kate away, doesn't he, into like a glass house or something. And they start uh, having a little bit of saucy time, which we read out in our last episode, which we enjoyed very much, didn't we? We did indeed. And we noticed that Kate felt no pity or guilt surrounding Edwina. And that's kind of where we left off with chapter 14. So do you want to go ahead with chapter 15 and your your first bit? Yeah, so chapter 15 opens with Kate talking about how uncomfortable she is with basically all of the attention she's getting from high society, isn't she? Um, yeah. Would you... Do we... Would you I was just not... thinking just before that, um, Lady Whistledown announces See, Kate and Anthony... I thought um, we didn't like Kate, uh, Lady Whistledown's intro, so I've just been ignoring it, but did you, did you well, read normally it this time? I... Yeah, normally I do, but this was quite a big one because she announces that Kate and Anthony have got engaged um, and that she doesn't know much of the details, but that they were discovered in a very compromising position. So I just was quite surprised that it's already out there. Um, the The engagement is completely kind of sealed, really. Yeah. Because I kind of thought maybe it wouldn't happen. Well, no, I think it was really obvious, wasn't it, that it, that was going to happen. Like, we knew it was going to spread like wildfire, didn't we? Because that's why they happened to get married, because we just knew it was going to be, like, all over the town. I guess because it's so different from the TV show, I thought something would happen to prevent it. Um, because this is completely different from the show, isn't it? What happens in the show? I've completely forgotten. That's all form. So in the show... Basically, they don't get discovered after the bee sting and everything's still in secret, isn't it? So that Edwina has no idea what's going on. Um, Kate feels guilty, which is completely different from the book. And Anthony and Kate don't really get together to the day of Edwina's wedding. Do you remember how awkward that uh, was? Ah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, in the TV series, yeah, I get what you mean. It isn't as open, yeah. And there's a lot more kind of speculation in the TV series, isn't there? Like, oh, why did Edwina run away from um, Anthony from the church? And that's a bit weird. Yeah, you're right. It's less explicit. And then even when people have their suspicions and then Anthony Anthony and Kate dance with each other in the TV show, people are like, oh, that's a bit weird. But you're right. It isn't as explicit as it is here. Hmm. Was there anything else you wanted to add about Lady Whistledown's summary before the chapter opens no. up? No. 
So after that, Kate's basically talking about how uncomfortable she is, isn't she, with all this attention? Yeah, and basically um, she starts to recount how the news was shared, doesn't she? So she says that they were having dinner and Anthony basically tells everybody that they're engaged and Edwina's reaction is that she's thrilled and she says, it was obvious to me he was smitten. And I was like, wow, okay, again, completely different from the show. For some reason, Edwina is thrilled. This kind of didn't make sense to me. I was like, as far as Edwina was concerned, Anthony was courting her. Um, it's really quite jarring how different it is. Did you not think that? Yeah, so different. So I just want to unpick what what you've just talked through there because there were a few things that I was like, oh, so firstly, it sounds like the news gets around and then Kate gets to talk to Edwina. So I was like, oh, why didn't Kate just go straight to Edwina first? Because she obviously must have said goodbye to Anthony, gone upstairs, had a bath, changed her clothes before the meal happened, before Anthony told everyone. Why didn't she make it a priority to find Edwina first? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I was like, when she started saying how Anthony um, shared the news at dinner, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awkward. Edwina just sat there and she's going to find out the same time as everybody else. So I was yeah. I was really thrown. Yeah, and then that seems really harsh. And then I guess it sounds like when Kate and Edwina did talk, rather than kicking off, Edwina was like, oh my God, so sweet, so happy for you. And it was so different from the TV show, but I think it's because in the TV show, they made out that Edwina and Anthony were like proper courting. He even proposed to her, which is why Edwina mm. in the TV show, her reaction was so different. But in the book, Edwina is like barely a character. Like she's proper in the periphery, isn't she? Yeah, and in the TV show, they really hammered... Um, the connection between those two sisters and how close they were and this sense of Kate betraying and Kate's guilt. Mm. And they really hammered that and made a massive deal about it. And I don't really know why. Because they wanted to make it seem even more dramatic then when Kate basically betrays her and Edwina kicks yeah. off, don't they? But here there's no, there's no real drama. Do you prefer yeah. the Edwina version in the book or the Edwina from Netflix? I I don't know. I think you're right. Edwina is barely in the book, isn't she? She's mm. she's such a side character. Um, but at the same time, we didn't like how Kate was betraying Edwina in the TV show. So maybe somewhere in between would have been nice. Yeah. And did you like the way that the news was was broken to Edwina in the book, or do you prefer the drama of the TV show when she's like looking between both of them at the at the church and she kicks off? Yeah, I think we, uh, for for pure drama, you've got to mm. prefer the TV show one. But at the same time, that was just really cruel to oh, do that yeah. to someone on their wedding day. And like, do you remember when they went? Anthony and Kate went into that closet to talk, and we were like oh my God, are they going to start making out whilst Edwina is literally waiting to marry Anthony? This is so awful. Yeah, like, they was... didn't, but... Yeah, but there was like intense eye contact, wasn't there? Like they had... Yeah, yeah it was it was intense. So you're right. There was like massively less drama in the book and it felt like less of a betrayal. Um, okay. Did you notice... Um, there's a there's a part here that reminds you of the Daphne and Duke situation because you said that in the last chapter there was something else did you notice 
something that happens that was said in this next bit that reminded me of that. I mean, are you thinking about people's reactions and the things that that they explicitly say, like Lady Cowper and stuff? No. So um, I'm, I think this is next. So Kate gets visits, doesn't she, by mm-hmm. people because they found out that she's going to be the next, um, what's the title? View. Viscountess or something? Viscountess. Um, and basically she says that they're going to be wed in nine days mm-hmm. to the following Saturday. And she says some people worried that this would cause gossip. Like the only reason you'd have a really, really fast wedding in those days is if someone was pregnant. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with Daphne and the Duke. They rushed the wedding. Do you remember? And everyone was like, the mum was like to Daphne, do you need, do you need to tell me something? Yeah. And I just thought... It's another thing they've picked out again. Yeah, and also they say something like Lady Bridgerton says, well, you know, people are going to gossip anyway. And that reminds me of the scene in um, season two when they're all sat down and they decide to have a ball, don't they? Because they basically like accept the fact that people are going to gossip but just do it on their terms. Yeah. So there is a bit of similarity here as well in that way. Um I felt a bit awkward for Kate actually in that scene when people are coming up to her and the kind of things they're saying to her. It plays on her insecurity again, doesn't it? Where she thinks that maybe she's not really the woman he wants and she's not good enough. Guys, it's awful when people are like, oh, you did well to trap him, didn't you? And did you notice that in the book, Lady Banbury isn't really her friend because Lady Banbury's like, oh, you did really well to trap him, didn't you? And I was thinking, oh, in the in the series, Lady Banbury's like your semi BFF. Well, not really semi like BFF, but she like sponsors the family, doesn't she? But in the book, they make out that she's just sort of a bit like, hmm, you Lady you Banbury. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lady Banbury. It's Lady Banbury just uh, for some made reason up. you always call her Lady Banbury. Oh, my, no way. That's so random. <laughs> but did yeah, you feel I like that? I barely noticed Lady Danbury in, in this book, to be honest. And I think I might have skim read the bit you're talking about because I didn't even notice. Yeah, she um, says she was there. She says, oh, it must have been a neat trick. And I was like, this is awful. People, no wonder Kate's got low self-esteem and like it's really insecure in the book. Yeah, it comes up every now and then. It comes up a little bit later in the chapter. What surprised me is that Kate says, so she's getting all these visitors and all this attention, which she doesn't like. And she says, the sooner that this marriage is done, the sooner I can return to the normal obscurity um, of of her life. Mm. And I thought, no, actually, like, marrying somebody especially in those days was completely life-changing like you were she's not gonna live with her family anymore um she has to move house set up a new house she's her husband is basically her legal owner she's gonna have to have children she's gonna have to ask his permission to do everything Mm. and then after that she does say something like um although her life will not be her own, she would have to get used to that. But I just thought it was a strange thing to say, like her life will never go back to normal, you know? I suppose what she's saying though is that at the moment, she is literally the centre of all of this attention. And that must be really overwhelming for someone who's sort of used to standing in the shadows. And she's sort of saying like when this all blows over and people start talking about other things again. Yeah. But like, would would you be nervous if you were in Kate's position? So like, she doesn't know Anthony that well. Like, they've had a lot of arguments. She's seen his house, but 
how would you feel knowing that you now have to marry this guy and live with him for the rest of your life? Would you not be shitting yourself? A yeah, bit? I would be massively bricking it. Um, she's so she's quite brave, isn't she? Yeah, it's would strange. It's not the kind of thoughts I would be having if I was in her situation. And I was a little bit disappointed that that's pretty much as much as we get at this point in terms of what's going on in her head. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be nice for her to be having more thoughts like, oh, my God, like this is my life. What have I done? What's it going to be like? She's, yeah. So at this point, Anthony is stay. He's stayed back at Albu Hall whilst Kate's come back to the ton. Yeah. And she gets a note from Anthony saying, um, I'm going to visit you tomorrow afternoon, which is two days before the wedding. Yeah. Um, do you want to, did you have anything? Uh, no, because, well, yeah, and he's basically saying, isn't he, like, oh, I'm going to go and visit her because I need to explain to her, like, what her expectations should be of our marriage. So he's very practical and he wants to make it really clear to her that, he doesn't love her. So he, he kind of journeys towards her house, doesn't he? With this idea in mind that he's going to kind of be like really, really honest with her, really direct. And we know reading this, this is not going to go well. Like this is not a nice thing to, to say, like we're getting married, but I'm not interested in love. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know on what planet he thinks any woman would be okay with that. Doesn't he think because doesn't Colin make um, a comment at the start of this book that basically women just want title and money and that should be enough for them? Right. So do you think yeah. maybe that might be like a general review that as far as men are concerned, that's what women want. So they won't want any more than that. I suppose you're right, actually, because at this point, this whole matchmaking season is to do with, like you said, getting a title getting making a good match um they're not love matches so yeah maybe he is just purely thinking about it as like a transactional thing yeah but you're right maybe you're right there because on the other hand if that was the case he wouldn't feel the need to go out go and visit her anyway and and have to break this news to her so maybe there's a part of him that's like oh you know a love match you know i can see why women would want that as well yeah, I mean, I, I admire his honesty. I admire that he wants to kind of tell her the truth before they get word. Mm. But I don't think most women would be happy to hear. I think even if you were going into a marriage agreement that was a match that was purely, you know, not love involved, it was purely for title and money, mm. deep down, you might appreciate that you might grow to love each other. Like lots of matches started off as transactional and they turned into love. Like so for, her, for him to just say to her, it's never going to happen, it's kind of harsh. Yeah, and also really unrealistic because no one can know for certain how they're going to feel. But I can imagine Lady Featherington having a conversation like this with her husband when they married because she's quite transactional and she's all about mm. survival, isn't she? Yeah. So, so I liked when he says basically you know, I'll try and be a good husband to you. And provided that you don't bar me from your bed, I shall be faithful to both you and our vows. So what did you think of that? I actually had way more before that bit. Oh, I skipped a little bit. Okay, so what did so, you have? Okay, so basically when he arrives, she goes to make him tea and she pauses and she says, I don't even know how you take your tea. Mm -hmm. And 
he tells her and then he's like well now you do so she's obviously got this hesitancy around not knowing him well enough to to get married and it's making her maybe question it Mm. and then they have this moment where his gloved hand brushes her bare hand and as he's watching her face she blushes yeah and he liked it yeah so he likes her innocence and we see that later on in the chapter don't we Then we also get some comment like that in Twilight, or is it actually Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh dear, I I just outed myself. Where basically she is like this virginal woman, and he kind of gets aroused by seeing her go pink. And I guess it's like maybe for some guys, they like the idea of a woman being actively kind of turned on by them. Because maybe they see that as like, do you know what I mean? There's something in it. Because yeah. I've seen that in a, a few books before where a guy will notice that her, her cheeks are pink and they like it. I don't know if it means something, but yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I definitely think he's attracted to the fact she's innocent and she doesn't have much sexual experience. Yeah, so immediately... that's, that's what's similar in the books that I'm talking about as well. Like there's a theme there, isn't there? The idea mm. of like seducing or making this woman that's really innocent, changing that. I think that's a theme. Yeah. And then straight away, she addresses him as my lord. Uh, she asks him a question. I can't remember what it was. And he replies, it's Anthony, as I'm sure you recall. Because earlier on in that conversation, mm. he reminds her to call him Anthony because she starts to act a little bit more formal. And then he begins to basically say, look, our marriage will be built on friendship and respect, which is better than love. And love is the thing that I cannot give you. And then he goes on to say that quote that you said, Providing you do not bar me from your bed, I will be faithful to you. Mm. I don't know how I felt about this comment. I wasn't sure if it was like kind of hot because he's insinuating about the sexual relationship they will have. Mm. But part of me was like, it's almost a threat. It's like, you know, when men cheat and they say, oh, well, it's because my wife wasn't potting out. How did you feel about it? Something about it I felt a bit uncomfortable with because I was like, well, what if she's got a headache or she's unwell? Like it felt like there was an implied tone that as long as you give me what I want, regardless of kind of what's going on for you, then I'll be loyal to you. But it did feel a little bit like, not threatening, but a little bit like, yeah. And I was like, well, then how's that going to make her feel? Because, you know, what if she's like eight and a half months pregnant and he wants yeah. to have sex with her? So what, she's got to start worrying that every time she can't have sex, you know, what if That's she has food poisoning or something? She's not going to want to have sex. So part of me was like, am I taking this too literally? Mm, no, I felt the same way. Um, I didn't like it, and I don't think Kate did. So it says that she found that condescending. Yeah, and, and she says, um, I like it when she says, that's rather enlightened of you. Yeah, as if, yeah, which is because it sounds very old fashioned, doesn't it? Yeah. And then he goes on to say, you will make an excellent Viscountess. Um, and she thinks, okay, that's slightly less condescending, but I would rather have been called, you know, you'll make an excellent wife. Mm. So he's really not she's not reacting very well to this which we knew she wouldn't yeah and I as, agree. as he says you know i cannot give you love a lump rises in kate's throat um and she just nods her head nods 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 and she mm-hmm. i quite like this description because i think it's probably true 
she said a body in constant motion um stops her from crying I'm, I'm phrasing this really badly but basically she keeps nodding her head because if she stops she thinks she'll she'll cry and i don't blame her yeah so when then she says which i quite like she says this is not what you told me when courting edwina yeah. and he replies i was trying to impress you and then she says you are not impressing me now yeah oh i love that because she's right that. he's talking in such an what's the word like unemotional operational it's objective way it's really unpleasant yeah and he's really practical and yeah and totally different as well from how he's come across in the past where he can't take his hands off her and he's overcome with emotion so he's like really blowing hot and cold isn't he yeah, and she retaliates by going into a formal way of addressing him again. So she says, of course not, my lord. And he was, he says again, he reminds her, I thought I told you Anthony, you know, mm-hmm. to call me Anthony. And she goes, you did, my lord. <laughs> so she's basically putting that formality back in because she's not happy with what he's saying. And yeah. it says that at this point she feels quite bereft. What does that mean and again? Like, I see bereft as in when you feel lonely and, like, mm. almost grieving for something yeah. that's missing. Yeah, like something maybe, yeah, maybe she's mourning something or she feels like she's, yeah. And mm. he just he basically says, um, I haven't got you a ring yet. I bought you one today. And he opens it up and it's beautiful. And he puts the ring on her finger and she describes it as feeling heavy, cold and solid. So it's not looking good. And is that is that basically representing the relationship between them at the moment, the vibes? Yeah. Like, uh... And then it gets a little bit saucy, doesn't it? Yeah, my jaw literally dropped. So once the ring's on her finger, he says, shall we not seal this with a kiss? And basically pulls Kate onto his lap. Mm. Um, but there's a bit of a comedy thing, isn't there, where Newton jumps up on the sofa and he basically gives Anthony a big slobbery kiss, and then Anthony makes Newton sit down, and Kate's like, oh, I'm really impressed that you managed to get my dog to do something. Yeah. And then they have um, a bit of bants, don't they, where she's like, oh, do you use the same tone with women or something? And then he says it usually works, and she says it won't work with me. You know, like a little bit of, like, pulling and pushing. Yeah, and she's trying to get off his lap, but he has his arms around her waist, and he can't. She can't get up because he's too strong. And yeah. dot dot dot, he kisses her, which is cute. And he says, "It says his lips were soft but demanding, and he explored her mouth with a thoroughness that left her breathless." Which I thought that's nice. Again, though, very different vibes that he's given off right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he goes, "Where is your mother?" And I was, "Oh, hey ho, three similar." Yeah. But actually, he doesn't want to include the mother. He just wants to know how much time he has with her before she gets, like, company again. Yeah, and it says his tongue dipped below her muslin. Yes. traced an erotic line on her skin. Yeah. I'm trying to read my writing at the same time. That's why it sounded weird. And she's all like, good heavens, Anthony. So it's back to Anthony now. What are you doing? Mm. And then it gets a little bit naughty. Do you want me to read out the paragraph where I was like, hmm. yeah. 
So it said he hooked a finger under the edge of her bodice up near her shoulder, making sure to catch the edge of her chemise. Is that chemise or am I saying them wrong? I think so. Um, one, he said, is still quite splendid. He's talking about the time that they have before the mum returns. Then, pausing only to bring his mouth to her so that she could not utter any protest, he swiftly pulled her dress down, taking the chemise along with it. So at this point, is she sitting on his lap with her boobs out? Yes. Wow. He felt her gasp into his mouth but he just deepened the kiss as he palmed the round fullness of her breast. She was perfect under his fingers, soft and pert, filling his hand as if she'd been made for him. So I was like, wow, he is not wasting any time. He's got his hands all over her. Yep, and it gets worse. He says when he felt the last of her resistance melt away, he moved his kiss to her ear, nibbling softly on her lobe. That's quite, that's all right, isn't it? Let's get to the, the naughty bit. Oh, and then he's all like, tell me, what do you like? That's what good husbands should do. Find out what their wives like. And he's all like, oh, there's more There's more that I could do. And she says, I'm sure there must be. And she says, I'm not so green that I think one can make a baby from what we're doing, which I thought was quite funny. Mm. And then he's basically squeezing her boobs and he's nibbling her neck. Mm, oh, and then his tongue moved down the line of her throat to the hollow above her collarbone. Oh, he flattened his hand so that he was no longer cupping her, instead just letting his palm graze lightly over her nipple. There's a lot of nipple play in this l- chapter. Yeah. Oh, and then he's and then he did what he had been fantasizing about for weeks. He lowered his head to her breast and took her on into his mouth, tasting, suckling, teasing, reveling in each gasp he had spill forth from her lips. Each spasm of desire he felt shivering across her body. You know what though? I think this is controversial and not PG at all. I think maybe it would have been nice if perhaps he had touched her further south with his fingers. That's where I thought it was going to go, to be honest. Mm. Because um, I like a little bit of boob action, like the next person. But part of me was like, I would like to see things escalate now. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. And mm. before, like, he grabbed her ass and stuff, which he didn't do. Um, but I think it would have been nice if he'd put her hand on him and she was like, oh, what is this? So I'm yes. Confused, kind yeah. And then he guided her hand along his member. Yeah. That would have been so hot. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe they'll do that on the wedding night. Maybe. I'm hoping that there'll be lots of like wedding night sex and wedding like marriage sex and stuff there is another paragraph uh, but I don't know how to say this word embarrassing it says he ran his tongue around the areoli is that right it sounds like, a <laughs> I don't pasta, know, it sounds like pasta yeah, yeah. Spaghetti, areoli. <laughs> um she was perfect simply perfect uh, la, 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 la. it says something here though that reminds me of that time where you and I were doing a review of an episode six, maybe, where Anthony and Kate in the TV series, they, they've had that big meal. Anthony finds out that they, um, that Kate has arranged some sort of dowry from her step grandma or something. Do you remember? 
and um they meet in the library and they're talking and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna break off the agreement with with your sister and she was like oh you don't need a dowry and then they get it's that really intense scene where you were like omg she just did like a weird horsey sound like a (sighs) and do you remember and then we went back and listened and it says here um, in the book he loved the sound of her voice hoarse and broken with desire so maybe that's what the director was like look love (laughs) can you make like a hoarse broken desirous sound and that's what that funny sound was in the tv series um maybe yeah they misread it yeah, or maybe that was them trying to come across in that like the, like sexy way. In the midst of all of this kind of fondling, he's like he looks at her face and he looks at the hideous cap. So she's wearing like one of those little white cotton caps. Oh yeah. And I thought it was just quite funny that it sort of he broke away from sucking on her boob basically to say this. He said, plucking from her head, has got to go. I just thought it was quite a funny change in tone. Yeah, because he notices it when he arrives that she's wearing like a silly little cap and he doesn't like it. Mm. But also because he loves her hair and he wants it to be uncovered, but also it's just not very flattering. Yeah. And she does try to say, oh, I went shopping with your mother. And he was like, my mother would never have let you buy a cap like that. And then she looks really like annoyed that he realized because it's true. Yeah. Um. So it was a bit random. It was random. And then it felt like that was the start of like the stopping of the touching because then they talk about lots of other things, don't they? And he eventually he decides like he's got to get out of the chair, that the mum's going to come home soon. But he's he a bit int- sexist. Like he says, he makes this comment because he knows he has to stop. He says, "Um, I knew better than to trust the female instinct of time. And I was like, oh, screw you. That's really sexist. Yeah, I didn't like that either, to be honest. Um, and but then he makes up for it by sort of saying, "I my I won't see you until I'll see you on Saturday morning." And he says, "Oh yeah, my my mum thinks it's bad luck for the bride and groom to see one another the day before the wedding." And then and then he's like, "To be fair, like I will do anything to kind of keep my mum happy," which I thought was quite nice. But maybe there is a bit of sexism there then. Yeah, what's nice about that bit is after he says there's little I would do, little I would not do to keep my mum content, she replies, Kate, Mm -hmm. it is one of the things I like best about you. And then interestingly, Anthony obviously feels uncomfortable with this level of kind of, well, she's showing she kind of cares for him. Mm -hmm. It says that he makes a gesture as if to change the conversation. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think it's stirring things isn't it and he doesn't want her to be saying nice things like this because he doesn't want to like fall in love with her um and then he comes away from that meeting being all like happy and satisfied the future looks bright his marriage will be a success and then he says as for his previous concerns as in what if i fall in love with her i really don't want to it says it was clear he had nothing to worry about and i was like i don't really think you know yourself very well anthony if you've just you know based on your interaction with her just now i don't know why are you so confident that you won't fall in love with her yeah i think it's more that he's confident that that conversation went well and that kate's kind of on the same page with him like oh it's fine she kind of she's happy with what i've said but it's interesting that he thinks it went really well, whereas we see that Kate is actually quite worried after that whole interaction because she's thinking, I can't believe that he's just told me that love isn't part of the equation. 
and she's actually worried that she might fall in love with him and never have it reciprocated yeah and then she starts thinking like oh no is anthony actually wishing that she was someone else like maybe she's thinking that he's already in love with someone that he can't marry aka you know the sienna situation from season one and she's thinking oh he's only marrying me because he needs someone that's like viscountess suitable i mean that's pretty awful like pretty horrible place to be isn't it to be thinking that yeah her insecurity comes out again and yeah i don't know i think i think what should have come out from that conversation that she should have picked up on is that he's just scared to fall in love and he kind of i'm sure he told her that before when they were at his country house but it's her insecurity has kind of got in the way of that, hasn't it? Yeah, and maybe that's why at the beginning of this chapter, the author made it really obvious that everyone was like super shocked that she'd basically bagged him because it's like feeding into her insecurity. Like she's literally like, well, why are we even doing this then? Yeah, it's yeah. sad really. And I hope, I don't know, I guess they need to, because I mean, how far are we into the book now? We're just over halfway. So I guess the rest of the book is going to be about Anthony overcoming this fear that he has to fall in love right yeah so what do you think the next chapter chapter 16 will be them getting married yeah i reckon so really you don't think there'll be anything else happening now well just because the wedding's in two days and he was like it ends with his chapter going see you see you on the wedding day basically what are you thinking something else could happen i don't know i suppose i was thinking maybe something else would happen or maybe would you think we'll even see them getting married or do you think it'll just take us to like the wedding night oh i hope i hope we get to the wedding yeah i don't know now okay so you think maybe we'll get to see the wedding i think maybe they might just sort of skip to after the wedding happened and then maybe her talking about it Mm, that would be controversial though because I feel like most people that read these books love weddings not to not to generalize but it is a romantic genre book isn't it yeah and it would be nice for like maybe him to break a little bit and maybe I'd like to see his perspective of her like walking down the aisle and if anything should happen there I mean do you think you know in the tv series there are quite a few moments aren't there where like in season two Daphne has a word with Anthony in the lead up to the wedding with Edwina and then the mum do you remember they have like a little heart to heart to him about you know I mean they don't think the wedding is right and they talk about you know love and stuff but do you think anything like that will happen in the next chapter now you've said that I reckon what will happen is that she'll start getting cold feet. So I think, I reckon, on the wedding day, um, Kate will, like, disappear and Anthony has to find her. And they have a heart-to-heart and she says, I can't marry you knowing that you'll never love me. And then he'll be like, it's too late. I'm already in love with you. Blah, 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 blah. I would love that. Yeah, like a runaway bride situation. Oh, I would love that. Or someone from Kate's past comes because they see the announcements in the newspaper and they basically say, I love you. I've been trying to find you. And she's got to choose between the two. And that makes Anthony... I know this is really far-fetched. I'm just having a bit of fun, really. But but that would be funny, wouldn't it? If something happened where he had to fight for her. Or maybe she gets, like, really seriously ill. Mm, like, maybe, you that, know, the TV series had her falling happened. off a horse. So she fell off a horse. And then that made him realise how much he loved her even more. Maybe that's coming from something that happens in the book where her life is in danger. Has that not happened in the book then? Not yet, no. Edwina oh, fell okay, in the lake, reckon, though. Yeah. 
<gasps> oh, really? Do you reckon so? Yeah. I Ooh. reckon because she's she's left this meeting feeling really worried. Mm. And what does Kate like to do when she's not feeling herself? She has to go out for a horse ride. So she's going to go for a horse ride in the next chapter. Quick question. And she sees her. Actually, does book Kate go for a horse ride or is that TV show Kate? Oh, I don't know. Because now I'm thinking but actually it... book Kate likes to go for a walk with, with her dog. So maybe she goes for a walk and falls into a swamp. I just Yeah, I just think it's easier to, to hurt yourself on a horse. But I think maybe you're right and they'll bring that in and then you're right. He'll realise how much he loves her. Oh, that would be amazing. So that's our prediction, yeah, for the next chapter. Yeah. Do you have some polls, a poll ideas? Yes. I've written down a couple. So if you pop to our Facebook group, um, Bridget and Bitches or Bridget and Girls, we'll share some polls for you to join us on. And, yeah, we'll join us for the next chapter. Amazing. And then in the next episode, we can talk a little bit about the answers that you give to our polls because it's just nice to have a bit of a chat. I like I like people's replies and thoughts and answers. Um, it's lovely. But yeah, it makes you feel like a little community, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. We look forward to hearing what you think. Brilliant. Well, have a lovely rest of your day. I hope the rest of your week goes well. And we look forward to uh, chatting soon. Bye.